0: Right morning everyone, welcome back to another LinkedIn live session, last one of the week. I can't believe we've done a week in isolation uh, and on the phone I've got Hannah Chadwick, how are you doing?
1: you,
0: Josh, I'm good thanks, how
1: are you? Are you nervous now? I am, yeah. <laughs> <Did it just laughs> I'm, I'm trying to stick out. Huh?
0: that <laughs> nah, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Well, uh, thanks for reaching out and um, offering to be a guest. It's, uh, I'm, I'm glad you've done it, I know you've been tuning in every day, have you been, been enjoying the podcasts?
1: I am, but yeah, I'm. I'm a bit of an avid uh, watcher. It's kind of it, it's helped to keep everything going nicely, um, in terms of having a bit of a connection with people. Um, so I've definitely been using LinkedIn like that. And your podcast, you've had some cracking guests on, so I've learned a lot from the people that I've I've been listening to, uh, like Brian Snape and it yeah. um, was it Mike, that Mike yesterday, yesterday, yeah, yeah. So I've definitely been tuning in every day, even if I can't make the live, and, uh then I watch it afterwards. And
0: See, that makes really it helpful. that makes it all worth it. Totally makes it all absolutely. worth it, does that. Um, yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's all I wanted to do. I think it just, it keeps everybody in touch with each other. We're, you know, like I said, we're all at the same boat with this. So it's, um, it's, it's like I said, it's worth it. So what we want to talk about then, um, obviously we've had a chat this morning before we went live. Um, and initially, just give us a sort of a, a background background of what you actually do now, what, you know, what your business is and what it is that you do. Uh, and then we'll talk about your previous life um, which you yeah. are going to be helping people about.
1: That makes me sound very uh, suspicious, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so currently um, my business is um, is Fortitude Training. Um, so training company, uh, we offer various different services, so workshops, um, I do leadership training. Basically it came about because um, I wanted to help people with businesses to improve in the areas that over my career I felt some businesses were falling down in and other businesses were really excelling in. Yeah. So um one of the biggest things um I'd observed was poor communication. Um, and often when things went wrong in a business it was when you drilled down and did a bit of root cause analysis it was because of a, you know, lack of communication or ineffective communication. Um so I think that's such um an, an underestimated area that businesses obviously, they, they tend to see it as sort of fluffy stuff like you know soft skills but actually communication is everything we do. Um, other uh, workshops that I do um, in, in relation to leadership training um, so again um, I know when we were talking this morning Josh we were talking about how just because people get put in a position of authority doesn't necessarily mean that they're actually equipped to be a leader
2: Um, Totally.
0: that is the worst thing you know like we've all seen it where you've been in a job role or whatever and somebody gets promoted just because they might have been good at that job but they're definitely not a manager or a leader and they just make it a lot worse
1: yeah they don't bring the best out of people people don't feel inspired or supported by them and then that knock-on effect is going to reflect in that employee the work that they output and you know, that, that has ramifications for your business. So that's the, the other one that I'm, I'm really passionate about because you can get so much out of people if they're properly supported and they will want to work hard for you if you're, you know, if they feel like you're a good leader, whereas, you know, obviously you get the opposite effect when they don't feel they've got that. Um, and then how it all started, sort of my, uh, my passion project really was uh, the Hidden Disability workshop. Yeah. Um so in two thousand fifteen life was good. I was fine. I was, you know, really super healthy. Jim Bunny went to gym twice a day. And then out of the blue, um, I got this bone marrow disease. Um, took a few months to find out what it was, but just all of a sudden I just got covered in these bruises um and went to the doctors to find out what it was and then literally got a call in the middle of the night after a blood test saying you've got to come down to A and E now. Um loads of tests and eventually found out that I had something called aplastic anaemia and PNH and so it's really rare disease and potentially fatal Um, and then living with that over the the following um, years um, unfortunately um, I wasn't really supported by my employer when I'd asked them to make adjustments and I had to um, go and and, and take them to an employment tribunal um, which was obviously not a very nice experience and you know did it all myself Thankfully, I'm from a legal background, so yeah.
2: um,
1: I was able to represent myself. But obviously, it's just a horrible situation to go through. And um, so, really, I wanted to educate other businesses so that people don't have to go through what I went through. Um, so that they know how to properly support their employees that that might be living with a disability that's not outwardly visible. Yeah. So that you know they don't end up in the tribunal and the employees not having to go through hell just trying to do uh, work. Of course not.
0: I mean, like, like obviously, you, it must be like what a hard thing to go through anyway, and then to obviously try to get normality to go back to work and then you're not supported by your employer, that's just awful, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it literally went to hell and back, but, you know, thankfully that's all behind me and, you know, I'm trying to use that experience to help other people so they don't have to go through that.
0: No, that sounds amazing. Sounds good.
1: Oh, bless you. Thank you. Um, So my past life, as you were saying, my uh, my, uh, world before this, um, I'd always worked in relation to debt in some way, so... Um, When we had the recession back in 2008, um, I worked at a call centre then I'd worked there for a few years. Um, And the client that I worked on was Northern Rock, so I was doing financial difficulties there, helping people that um, weren't able to make the payments and needed some support, whether it was rescheduling the loans or um, agreeing reduced payment plans. Um, I've done um, debt debt litigation as well, so working on behalf of debt recovery firms, taking court action and enforcement action. Um, so whether that be for like high street lenders or debt purchasers or yeah. um, even government clients, um, you don't want to get in, in debt with the government, as we all know. Um, so yeah, done all that sort of stuff. Worked in individual insolvency um, for a few years as well. Um, so I've got understanding of that and um, and the, the debt advice. I've also done like generalist advice. So yeah. um just literally people would call up with any kind of debt problem and. you'd you'd have to research it and give give them advice in relation to that. So so I'm quite well-versed in in relation to the the world of debt. So I just thought, well, I'm a bit limited with what I can do at the moment because of the shutdown and because of my health problems, I can't go anywhere. So what can I do to help people at this time? So nothing to do with my current business, but, you know, what can I do to help people that might not know where to turn at a time like this? That's
0: it. I mean, obviously... (laughs) A current climate it's it's pretty unbelievable what situation we're in and we obviously got the announcement last night from Rishi uh the chancellor yeah. um regarding self-employed people and um yeah. you know it sounds like it sounds like he's done the the best that he can um yeah. you know what what more could you you're say you're
1: never gonna please everybody are you no, you're never gonna be able to help everybody there's them
0: certain few that have fallen that have slipped through the cracks and uh yeah. that's the most unfortunate thing about it all is those that have recently become self-employed um within the last year yeah i didn't realize that was the case yeah
1: yeah we were talking this morning i was saying you know that's the position i'm in my business is a new new startup so i'm not going to be able to get anything if i can get anything it's more likely to be down the universal credit route yeah that's not you know compared to you know earnings through a business that you know it's not really because is that that like is that 94 quid a month yeah i saw something uh last night saying that they're upping it by 20 quid but a week but i don't know if the 94 is with the increased amount or whether it would you know yeah. whether it would go up by 20 pounds on top of that but yeah it's not good. You, that. You, it, i don't know how people you know are going to get by and you know again as we were saying earlier debt and mental health are so closely connected and my biggest fear is that there will be a lot of people that will take action off the back of this that's going to lead them down yeah. a horrendous road, whether it whether it's just getting into sort of really bad financial difficulties, not knowing what to do, or, you know, at worst case I think people will lose their lives over this because
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It's, I've I've got it's scary. Yeah, I've got a couple of so obviously all the announcements we've got made yesterday and I've got a couple of friends that are sort of recently self employed and one guy in particular, I know that he sort of suffers from mental health uh, issues, yeah. and uh, he put a post out, and it was a bit of a rant. And I was just like, "There's just no, there's no help there." When for you read him. between the lines, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah when got, you read
1: between the lines, you know that person, and you know that that could trigger somebody. To do totally, like really you racist. know,
0: he's yeah. Uh, there's not much more to say about it, but he's a certain individual that he falls into that category where he's he's really vulnerable. He's self-employed, and yeah. now he's without without work or, you know, without um, that assistance, Without any
1: income, yeah. And do you know what? Creditors are so switched on to this nowadays. even I've been out of the debt industry for a few years now, but even then, it was a big thing, sort of debt and mental health and being supportive of vulnerable customers. And it was, you know, off the back of um, situations that did go awry where, you know, you had people committing suicide over debt. So, you know... Creditors are much more vigilant to these things and they are open to help you. But what tends to happen is that people leave it until it's too late, they don't communicate, they ignore the letters, they're scared of opening them, and then it snowballs into a bigger problem. And that makes it much more difficult to unpick and try and and reach a resolution if if they leave it until the 11th hour before they decide to get some help and advice. So Uh. really by doing this now, you know, because I mean, you said, oh, shall we do Friday? Because, you know, month end's coming. I know i've got my bills come out at you know the end of the month and the beginning of the following month so people are going to have to make choices in some cases as to what they do and don't pay um you know how they're going to survive for the coming weeks so so really hope you know hopefully this is going to help give people a bit of um a bit of advice and i've already put some numbers on the on the comments um for the post for the uh, live today with numbers that people can get in touch with for free debt advice don't ever pay for for debt advice there are tons of organizations out there that will help you for free you can you can even do it yourself you can get so much advice online but never pay for debt advice because that's just going to prolong your situation
0: it kind of adds, adds fuel to the fire that doesn't it
1: yeah but again these the speech the charging companies obviously they don't, they're not going to tell you that they sell it to you and make it sound all nice and fluffy yeah but really they're, they're in business to make a profit and mm if you're paying somebody a monthly fee to manage your debts, then you're just taking longer to pay your debts off.
0: Yeah, definitely. We've had a few comments already. So Mike Roberts, who was on yesterday, he's just said um, morning to both you and I. Morning, Mike. Uh, And uh, Mike, my friend, Mike Affendon, he's also commented saying, morning, mate, got an email from HMRC this morning. So nice to know I'm on their radar. So, (sighs) yeah, I mean, obviously, sort of going forward, another sort of um, anomaly in the whole thing is um, those that are, directors like so directors of limited companies but they are the sole director of the limited yep. company and um yep. naturally like most directors of limited companies pay themselves the minimum amount and then take dividends for tax yeah which and is
1: exactly it's, what you know
0: yeah same position yeah and um so again like that's a position that i'm in as well and um we are like we sort of fall through that crack as well because yeah. you know even if you furloughed yourself chances are you only pay yourself 700 quid a month you know, through mm-hmm. PAYE. So 80% of that's like 500 quid. Yeah. Uh, you I
1: mean, might as well not bother. <laughs> you and, know I mean? And you, not you can't work.
0: Sound. Yeah. No, you, yeah. like, so if you, t- if you do furlough yourself, you physically cannot work. So that's no good to your yeah. business anyway. Um, yeah. you so really catch it's a really catch 22. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really know what the answer to that is. I, like, I think I feel, I feel in a fortunate position that um, because of the furloughed worker uh, position, I can put my, my, my member of staff on that. Um, so that's yes. covered um fingers crossed yeah,
1: because as an employer you don't want to have to think that you're not paying somebody else who then can't pay their rent or mortgage you yeah. then you know have to make choices of whether they buy food or whether they pay bills you don't want to you don't want that on your conscience and I, I saw you talking a few days ago on the podcast about how you just felt good because you you paid a load of bills like you knew that stuff were covered at least for a certain amount of time and it just gave you that assurance that you were doing the right thing by your creditors, yeah. um, your employees. You know, even you said another day about how you'd spoken to your landlord. And again, it's that communication that, that people so often um, are scared to engage in. Well, that's it. Like if you ask.
0: Yeah, I, f- I think for me, it was just a case of, I, I might as well be honest with the people. I, I'm go, You know, and yeah. next week I'm going to get Leanne yeah. on the podcast um, just because obviously she's my employee. Um, so we can yeah. talk about this sort of situation. And, um, you know, if I'm honest with people, at least, you can see what I'm doing to try and uh, mitigate as much risk on my business as possible. Um, yeah. so what I've done is, um, I, I paid all, I paid all my invoices, um, that from, from this month. Um, and cause when I, so what I've always done is I've tried to keep um, a certain level of cash flow in the business and always maintain yeah. that, um, and yeah. sort of live by our means as much as possible. Yeah. And so you've I, got
1: that I, little buffer zone in case anything happens, at least you're not yeah and
0: and i'm not sort of formally trained in business it just kind of for me it felt like common sense like to you know rather than living month to month in a business i I needed to get a certain amount of cash flow to keep it ticking over should the worst happen and even in my Mm -hmm. mind this was this wasn't as bad as it ever could have been but i when, when leanne and i have sort of gone through the books before we've done a cash flow forecast and we sort of said if if we stop earning like physically everything stops every client disappears overnight we've got enough yeah. to last us you know two months for example so yeah. but then but if you look at that and you go you've got two months really like we were saying realistically you're not going to lose every client in, in one go you're yeah. not, not going to lose every client in one go for whatever obviously this is unforeseen circumstances but then
1: again it depends on the nature of your business and it because on the flip side we were talking about my husband he's a driving instructor yeah. so obviously can't can't work can't do anything um And, you know, even with the restrictions, because there are some people that are carrying and working, but obviously he's sat, you know, not even a foot apart from from people in the car all day. They don't want to be with him. He doesn't want to be with them and, you know, risk giving them anything or catching anything. So, you know, and and nobody could have anticipated this was going to happen. So even with the best will in the world, it's kind of... You know, you're having to shut the stable door after the horse has bolted. I know. It's, um, I mean,
0: I, I never even thought, but obviously, your husband, being a driving instructor, like the instructor, he does physically lose every every client overnight. Yeah, yeah, you know. and he's
1: had really good. He's had people even say, "Oh, you know, do you want me to buy, pay for a block now?" Yeah. And, you know, and then I'll use it when you're up and running again. It's really sweet of people to say that, um, you know, obviously he said no, because, you know, they've got their own bills to pay. Yeah. And also you, you're you just then going to do the work further down the line and not get paid for it. So he's still going to have to put petrol in his car at that point. And, yeah, yeah. you know, he's going to have his other expenses. So even, then, you know, it, it, obviously really good of people to, to say that, but um, you just... You don't want to, you just don't know what's going to happen, so you don't want to risk it. And you don't, you know, the last thing you want to do is, is take money off somebody and not be able to deliver. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, know. so I've I've paid um, some of my suppliers that are smaller uh, companies that, you know, yeah. fingers crossed they'll get through it, but if they don't and they can't deliver. So, like, I've paid for work in advance that, you know, because we'd agreed it before all this and I've yeah. paid it. And I've kind of also accepted that if I don't get that work in return, you know, At least
1: you'll take it on the chin. Yeah,
0: at least it's added to you know, it's alleviated some stress for them. I can sleep at night and like i just feel like it's that's the right thing to do. Um and again I've spoken to my landlord, so um what we've come to an agreement for rent, um whereby, you know, I'm gonna get I'm gonna pay less rent for the next two months, but ultimately the amount that's left will all have to be paid. Uh, at, at, yeah. at the end but obviously it just helps to, to stem the, the cash flow out just of the business
1: in the, in the temporary yeah. in the interim um, period which yeah.
0: I think is a very fair because you know you can't ask for anything for free you know, like, I, yeah. you know, I wouldn't expect him to say, oh yeah, your rent's half now forever. No, he's, he's obviously, he's done his numbers yeah, to he's say. he's got to pay the, yeah. you know,
1: he's probably got a mortgage on the building or, you know, he's got his own expenses. It's a business at the end of the day. Yeah, so we've, um, we've, not just, charity.
0: we've just come to a decision with that. And also if the if we are eligible for the grant, then nothing changes. I'll yeah. carry on paying as, as it should be because that's what the grant's there for. It's there to keep your business going. So that, they're just yeah. some measures that I've put in place to keep my business up and running um, in, in this time so
1: yeah absolutely you've done the right thing you've researched the options that are available to you and you've communicated you've engaged with the people that you need to engage with so that you know what your options are so for instance if people have got you know unsecured loans um, you know credit cards speaking to those lenders and seeing you know asking them what are my options they might yeah. be able to offer you a payment holiday if they do offer you that make sure you're clear on what the implications of that holiday is gonna be. So is that going to show on your credit files that you've defaulted, or is it going to show that you've taken a payment holiday? Because you know anything on your credit file in terms of missing payments or making reduced payments or what have you, it's staying on there for six years.
2: For six so years?
1: Six years, so oh. anything, you know, any, any financial decisions that people are, are having to make now is literally gonna affect them for a very, very long time. So people need to make sure that they're researching their options, getting advice and making the the best out of the situation, making the best choices that they can make. It's quite um, quite important you say that, actually.
0: Because um, I I spoke to somebody the other day and they said, you know, about the car payments. So people have got a car on on lease agreements or whatever. And we had Adam Chandler on as well, who uh, is in that that world. But um, somebody said, you know, well, I'm just going to, phone so-and-so whichever dealership it was and tell them i want a payment holiday or they can just come pick the car up and it's a very like that's a, it's a it's a knee yeah jerk it's a very snap yeah, thing
1: to say but yeah the, the, impact the of that, because as well for they're years, going to sell that you, you you can do that but they're going to sell that they're not going to try and get the best price they can get for it they're going to try and get as much as they can for it and realistically who's going to be buying a car now so it's probably going to get sold at a lesser value, so you might end up with a shortfall anyway.
0: Yeah, and, um, and obviously that, so, w- and it'd go on your credit file if you're just outright, you know, if you outright said, "I'm not paying my my car yeah, this month," then, or I'm not you know. Paying- so
1: then, if they want to get a mortgage or get a credit mm-hmm. card, you know, they might not get it in the future, or they might get a much worse interest rate because of the effect of the choices that they're making. So it's it's really important to not make kind of rash decisions at this time. I know everyone's, you know, everyone's mega stressed. Everyone's really anxious because you know we're literally sitting waiting for the, the prime minister to come on telly every day yeah. to see you know what what's the latest what's changed what's happening now um but it's just really important to make the wisest decisions that you can at this time um because the the, the longer term effects um it's going to have on you you know could could be quite serious so um, so, so, you, so you know
0: sorry go on. no no go on jo i was going to say so you, so your number one advice for, for starters is obviously contacting your Uh, finance agreement people, whoever they are.
2: Yeah, um, Yeah.
1: whether it is, credit card companies, loan companies, just ask them what your options are and make sure that they clarify what the consequences of those options might be. So, for example, for a loan, they might be able to let you reschedule that loan. So, in effect, they're giving you a new loan that you can use to pay off the old one and they might give you, like, a payment holiday so it doesn't start for a few months. Right. So, thereby, that, that may not then reflect on your credit files if you've missed it. Uh, if you've missed any payments, whereas if you just don't pay, um, or if they say, "Well, you can miss these this amount of payments," but we are going to register it as missed payments, then that might not be something you want to consider. Um, you know, likewise with credit cards. I mean, um, if you've got any options for zero percent or or yeah. low interest rate, it, it's a good time to think about shifting your debts onto cheaper options. Yeah, so that at least you're minimising what you're having to. To um, to outlay at this time, because um, really you want to get as much income in um, to maximise the available income. So using those um, those websites that I've posted on the comment section, yeah. and then once you know what your income is, prioritising what your debts are. So in the debt world, you have you have priority debts and you have non-priority debts. So um, the priority debts have got more serious consequences if you don't pay them than your non-priority ones. So so for example, you said you said about Talking to your landlord and sorting payments out with them, the, the the problem being that if you don't, you're potentially going to get evicted from your premises. Yeah. You know, likewise, if you're a homeowner and you don't pay your mortgage, then you're potentially going to face repossession. Um. So it's just making sure that you understand that you need to have measures in place for any priority debts So things like court fines. Again, they can take more serious action against you. Yeah. Um. If, if you've got court fines, but I used to have people paying as little as £5 a week on court fines if, if their circumstances merited that. So just phoning up, literally phoning up the court and, and discussing it with them. You know, same council tax, child support, a lot a lot of people will fall into a race with child maintenance. Yeah. And they, they don't mess about. I used to do enforcement action for them and they will take your house, they, they will go down the charging order route and the order for sale route if they need to. So it's really important to maintain payments for anything priority wise, you know, tax, that they've said that they're going to give people an extension. So I think that the tax that would have been due in July, they're not, people aren't having to pay that Yeah, it's Yeah, it's
0: been deferred. As, and they've also um, given, so they're not, so any sort of self-employed benefit that's available for a company isn't available until June so that people can get yeah. the tax return in as well. That's right, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Um, but yeah, and likewise, you know, higher purchase, you know, as you were saying, like your car. Or anything else that people might have on higher purchase, especially in a business, you know, they, they might be leasing equipment depending yeah. on the, the nature of the business. Making sure you're having the discussions with those people because last thing you want them to do is come and repossess anything. Um, the I, w- I would say that with this being a global situation, I think creditors are going to be reluctant to take legal action and enforcement action at a time like this because obviously the optics aren't very good. It, it doesn't look good from their perspective no. if. You know, such and such a bank is trying to kick somebody out of the house, or you know, obviously the government has suspended um, evictions and and what have you temporarily. Yeah. But again, because the knock on effect, if people aren't earning for, for months on end, it's going to take a long time to pay this off. So I think courts will be very reluctant to make orders or to enforce orders that seem quite draconian um, in terms of the action that they're taking. And I think that most of your high street lenders are not going to want. look like they seem to be putting people out of their homes or taking serious action against them at a time like this when everybody literally everybody in the world is struggling
0: no Um, definitely and um obviously sort of given the situation with all the loans and um and handouts that the government are giving now um rishi also um sort of spoke of the uh, tax implications that tax is going to be increased um, yeah,
1: and again, that was that was a bit of a kick in the teeth for me because I'm thinking I'm probably not going to get anything anyway,
2: yeah. um,
1: or next to nothing, you know. But I'll be paying for the uh, for the benefit of of you know bigger companies that have been supported that might have been able to withstand it a bit better than I might have.
2: I know that's um, awful, isn't it? That? I
0: didn't. Like, that's there's so many sort of like gaps in the. It, it's it, when you watch it, it sounds like oh everyone's getting sorted, and then yeah. so, you know, literally twenty minutes, thirty minutes after, when everybody's read and and learned a bit more about it then this, this sort of it all starts to unfold you know like people start to realize oh actually they, they're missing from it they're missing from it they're missing from it yeah. and um
1: exactly. and i appreciate you can't do something for everybody you know i don't know you know where the hell it's amazing how they can just come up with all this money when you know where, where are they getting it from
2: really i
0: know they're um, just printing it out there i mean i i messaged, <laughs> yeah. I messaged um Brighton snape last week before it all got announced and um obviously he was on the podcast last friday and then on monday and uh i think in the in the weekend i messaged him and I said look i would take an increase in taxes to be helped through this now you know like that yeah. I, I actually physically texted it to him and uh yeah. and now obviously it got announced and he said like well, yeah, he coming. said nothing's for free we're definitely going to yeah. be paying for this absolutely yeah
1: um, yeah which i think everybody would have anticipated that yeah. you know the government doesn't just go around giving money away for free um so yeah we're, we're all going to take the on this going to take I, I anticipate it's going to
0: be worse than the, the last recession. Oh, totally! Um, it, it can't not be. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think can't, can't, I've said it probably every day now. But the the actual world economy has stopped. It's not just like the yeah. housing market's yeah. crashed in America and it's had a bit of a ripple effect across the world. It's like everything yeah. has stopped. Like the fact that yeah. McDonald's has shut the door, Virgin out flying planes, like the you know Mickey Mouse has shut up shop. Like, that's never, it's unheard of. It's <laughs> you true. You know the world's
1: over in Disneyland. Yeah, if you can't
0: get a Big Mac, you know, like, it's, it's, it's you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, thought? I'm only joking, but it's true. Like, for a company of that scale to say, yeah. right, we're yeah. shutting up shop is completely like, you'd never thought you'd see the day ever.
1: Yeah. And you follow the money, if if you follow what the money people are doing, if the people with money are having to do this, then, you know, if it's hitting them, it's hitting everybody, it's going to, it's going to knock all of us.
2: Totally. Um,
1: but we have to just do what we can to survive. Um, you know, making sure that we're making the smartest options. I mean, again, um with with the um with the mortgage relief thing, um, I was reading that it's not mandatory, they don't have to do it apparently. Right. It's um it's down to the goodwill of the creditors. Um, so again, even, you know, that three month holiday, you kinda you see that it's easy to see the headline and think, Oh, well, that's fine, I'll get this and I'll get that but actually you know, you need to speak to the individuals that you've got financial arrangements in place yeah. with to make sure you're aware of what um, what options they're presenting to you. Because, again, you know, the options available to you might be different depending on how you've managed your finances in the past. Yeah. So it sounds like you've had a good grip on your business finances and, you know, you've tried to make sure you've got things in place other businesses may not have been.
0: Oh, don't that. get me wrong, like I've made some mistakes. Like I, um, cause I didn't see this coming. I, I, you know, there's a video on my YouTube channel.
1: I from, saw the video where you bought loads of equipment. I yeah. was thinking, oh gosh, don't put a video out saying you've got all this fancy equipment. Yeah, but
0: this was like a month ago, right? We, we, yeah. we had to get it for a job that we were doing. So we needed yeah. this equipment and like financially, it it was a, a a sensible decision to make so i looked at the cash flow situation i thought right we can afford to do it it'll take us to a point where low, probably lower than i'd want to be if, to have that cash reserve but we had so much work lined up you know like yeah. it was it was like the pipeline was so strong we had so many events booked in we would had deposits paid you know i was like right we're going to be fi- we're going to be fine and then yeah. went and did the job took the equipment used it came back and then it were a case of everyone that, like literally i kept, i got back on the sunday night and on the Monday morning, people started cancelling.
2: And
1: i was like, oh, no.
0: <laughs> so, yes, like, The
1: bills don't get cancelled. Yeah, on Monday or Tuesday, we lost days. like,
0: f- I don't know, six, seven grand's worth of work, you know, in, a, in mm. like a day. And I'm like, oh, no, this isn't good. And um, I've actually yeah. sent some of that equipment back. So yeah. that's just a
1: Yeah, I would, I would say, you know, on a personal level, I think I'd gone shopping and I'd bought clothes and stuff early on in the week. And then when all this kicked off, I went and took them back because I just thought, I don't need this stuff. Yeah, I've got to be sensible here because I don't want to, you know, have a nice coronavirus wardrobe that I'm going to be wearing while I'm in isolation for how many weeks? No,
0: it's true. Yeah. Like, I, I, that, that were it. I, I, we got back and I looked at some equipment that I got. And they were probably about, so I bought it because we needed it for a job. And there were certain things that we yeah. didn't use. So they were probably about, I don't know, maybe a 1, thousand, twelve hundred quid worth of gear that we didn't actually use. We but took it What's difference us.
1: that that'll make if you have to, you know, if you yeah. kept it? So I it's sent that it back. It's devaluing.
0: Yeah. I sent it back; so it had been unopened. But again, the natural yeah. problem is that one of them got paid for Amazon, so you just sent it straight back. They're about three hundred quid back on one piece of equipment, but they're like,
2: yeah.
0: you know, nine hundred quid worth of gear that I sent back to a, a, a photography and videography company. They've shut up shop, so like they're, they're not going to pay that for you know. So that, yeah, you're whenever. not, not going
1: to see that money for it. And if it's at all. You know, yeah. fingers crossed, hopefully you'll get it back.
0: But but yeah, like but yeah. it's that's you know, it's funny how it's all sort of played out. You know, it's. Um, it kind of is what it is. You know, we made those mistakes and you sort of live by it. But
1: yeah. We'll but then you it. just think, you know, I mean, I, I was thinking as well, what about, you always used to see on the news about food banks and, you know, nurses having to eat from food banks and stuff. Um, Who's who donating to food banks now? Like, you know, it, those problems don't go away, do they? Like, there's people yeah. that are already worse off than we are that were already in dire straits for where do they turn to because I know i I try and put stuff away, you know, to donate to the food bank and I've not been able to I've kept it because 'cause I've thought, Well, I don't know how long this is gonna go on for like
0: Yeah, well they said that know. didn't the charities are down by like thirty forty percent. Um That's you know all. it's because obviously money's tight now people stop them direct debits and stop the the giving because you're cutting
1: down to the yeah. bare essentials and yeah charities are gonna suffer. Um you know even I I used to um go and volunteer sometimes at um, St George's Crypt. And they had to cut down their service, um, you know, I think they had to cut down the the lunchtime meals and um, because they, they couldn't sustain it. Because, again, a lot of the food in there was donated from, from shops, supermarkets, stuff that was going to spoil. And yeah. then, you know, you just kind of make the most of what, what you've got available and make something nice out of it.
0: Well, yeah, f- but, food banks are a good example. I mean, there are, so like we've done some charity work before for, I won't, I won't say the charity, but... Um, I, I stopped working with them. So we were providing um, content for them um, yeah. for free. You know, like what it would cost yeah. a client would be, you know, a, an absolute fortune of money. And what I found with some of the larger charities are that you've got some, you know, like marketing manager or marketing exec, they were going to get yeah. political here. So it might piss people off, but um, yeah. some marketing manager or some marketing exec that's demanding this thing from you because you're doing a charitable donation, but yet they're set yeah. on like 28, 30 grand a year salary Running the marketing yeah. for this this charity, and I'm like, that's scandalous. You're, you're
1: giving your time away, and you're a small business. Yeah, and yeah. And, and,
0: and you're getting dictated to by uh, you know a marketing exec or whatever that's on thirty yeah. grand a year for a charity. Trying to, so they're trying to claim money off businesses to help run this charity. But how? Yeah. Anyway, we're going down a rabbit hole.
1: No,
2: but no, I don't you, you I, know, I know what, what, what you're
0: saying. saying. Yeah, yeah. So it's a yeah, pro, it's a tough one, you know. Like I, I do give to charity. You know, like I've I have done for, for I've had a direct debit set up for a charity for years. And uh, I'm not going yeah. to stop it because it's only a very small amount, but, it, you know, they are going to take the hit. Um,
1: but yes, we, yeah, have, absolutely, because not, not everybody's going to be in that position. And, again, it's about prioritising. So, unfortunately, that that would fall into the non-priority category. It's nice yeah. to be able to do those things, but it's not as essential. You're not going to lose your house, um, you know, if you don't pay that. Like, you know, it, 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 it's something that is on the nice to have, nice yeah. to be able to do, but not essential list. Definitely. Um,
0: so, I mean, what other, adv- what other advice have you got then? Because obviously I, I realized we we're sort of 30-odd minutes in now. Um,
1: yeah. So, as I said, getting in touch with people um, that you will monitor, seeing what options are available to you is the number one starting point. Yep. Seeing if you can access your savings, that the banks are making it um, easier to access savings. So you know, sometimes like you'll get a better interest rate if you agree to not touch your money for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them are restricting that. So again, speaking to um, the providers that you've got your savings with um, to see what options are going to be available to you. Um, in terms of debt solutions. Um, you do have the option to make reduced payments to creditors um, if need because if you really, really are to the point where you've just got no income or, or, you know, you're having to just pay those essentials, do speak to the creditors and see if they can give you breathing space, ask for a payment holiday. Yeah. Most of them will hold it for 30 days. Um, to give you some breathing space and then they'll usually roll it over and give you another 30 days after that if you need extra time too um i would strongly advocate making at least some kind of payment um even if you can't pay the full amount on on your, your credit agreement so as little as a pound we, i mean i've seen people making 50p and pound payments on debt but wow. it still marks on your credit that you've paid something yeah. rather than nothing so albeit
2: that's it's interesting not full that,
1: payments yeah. It shows willing. Um, so it shows to that creditor that you are trying to take steps to resolve your debt and that you know that's really important because, you know, as we said earlier, just kind of burying your head in the sand is, is the worst thing that you can do at a time like this. Um so yeah, reduce settlements as well if anybody does happen to have a lump sum available but they know that the coming weeks and months are going to be really challenging for them. Speak to your creditors and see whether they would be able to give you a discount if you settle the debt now. Um, because depending on the way that the interest has been applied, or just depending on whether the the bank uh, or the lending institutions is open to it, they might be willing to agree a reduced settlement. But again, clarify with them as to how it's going to be recorded on your settle on your credit file. Yeah. Um, because usually, if you don't pay a debt in full, it will not say that it's been satisfied, or say that it's like partially satisfied. Um, so again, that's not not as bad as having like a default or anything, yeah. um, or a CCJ, but still you know, not something that you want to have, ideally, on your credit file. Um, if you're in more serious problems, then really you need to be getting in touch with a debt advisor to think about options such as insolvency, it might be like debt relief orders or setting up a debt management plan or going down the individual um, voluntary arrangement route. Um, but again, you need to go through a specific provider, but please use a free one yeah. um, if you are thinking of going down that route. Um, courts are still open as far as I'm aware. So I'm assuming that court action is still continuing, albeit, you know, we've heard that evictions are stopped. But if anyone's got any county court action that's ongoing, you need to make sure that you're responding to that paperwork as soon as possible, um, because they've got very tight deadlines if you've had a claim issued against you. Um, You know, so again, you don't want to be ignoring that because it's not going to go away. And if you end up with a judgment against you, you know, that's even worse than the defaults, and it's going to stay on there for six years. And that's really going to make it challenging to um, to get access to finance in the future. Um, have you got any other questions about um, about the outgoing stuff, Josh?
0: In what sense?
1: Um, just in terms of like any any specific questions about certain types of oh council tax. That's one I wanted to mention. Okay. Um, I don't know how most people, pay I I pay mine on a direct debit. But over the ten months. Um, Leeds City Council, I've checked their website this morning and they've said that um, if people need to stretch it over the full 12 months, then phone them and you can sort that out. Oh,
0: that's good. Yeah, I just got my council tax letter as well. <laughs>
1: yeah, I did. I wasn't too happy about it. it. never goes down, does it? It always goes up. Yeah. Um, but at least if you can stretch it over that 12-month period, so I think that's something I'm going to do. Yeah. I normally look forward to it. It's like a little payment holiday and it? when you get that two months off in the uh, yeah february march that you don't pay for um but at least that's an option so um you can fund leeds city council and i imagine other councils uh, for people that live elsewhere will probably be making the um, same arrangements available as well um and also um just something to mention again for people living in leeds um leeds city council have made um their council car parks free to use and on street parking free um they're stressing that priority should be given to nhs staff and yeah, key yeah. workers. But, again, good to know that, you know, I think, I think they were the first one in the country, if I'm not mistaken, as well, to do that. So, you know, it's good to see that Leeds City Councillor are, are doing what they can to help people in the city at this time because, obviously, paying for parking is expensive enough.
0: It's funny you mentioned that, actually, because um, I, I've put a post out uh, both my sisters work as intensive care nurses at Pinderfield, and um, yeah. they've got to pay for their parking every month. Like, how ridiculous is that? that, you, that an, an, you know, a nurse has got to pay at their place of yeah. work and to i think it, save i think it's like people. 20 or 30 quid a month you know
1: it's, it's just you know we, we already we we don't pay these people enough no. for what they do anyway i mean you know i know doctors are, are great and stuff but the, the people doing the grassroots work and, and the the highest volumes of people is definitely going to be you know the nurses and the support people that work in the hospitals and it's just appalling that that they're having to pay for these things especially at a time like this have they not suspended it even because of this then no, they have, they still yeah paying sorry it that's as why as that's
0: know. why i brought it up they, they've suspended oh, it right. now. which
1: well that's good to know but i mean they shouldn't have to pay it anyway no it's um, ridiculous
0: i was talking to my sister yeah, i was talking to my sister yesterday uh, asking how it is um at pinderfields and obviously it's getting worse um but like, i think the hardest thing for the um the nurses is the, obviously they're in ppe all day so they do a 12-hour shift but I don't know yeah. if you see if you saw the picture. They've either got um like the actual face mask. Oh, you but know
1: they've that, got like bruises on, their faces yeah, so bruises on the face. Yes, they've got
0: bruises on the nose, or um because they've they've not got certain masks for different faces or whatever. Uh, my sister's got one where it's like a, a physical like it's like a positive disma- displacement hood, so it sort of yeah. it puts clean air into the mask. But she said that mm-hmm. the, the pack's really heavy, and you've got that on your back for. For 12 oh, so hours a day like,
1: like your neck and your back and everything yeah right. so like they're,
0: they're putting a shift in with all these um patients wearing all this gear you know like you've got to take it out of them. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable you know and one yeah. one thing i do want to say is um as nice as it was last night for everyone to be stood out in the in the gardens cheering and screaming and that you know best thing that your people can do is to support them is to stay at home and i, I put a post out and um both my sisters like they shared it as well so you know i i literally said you know as I just said there, it's nice for you to be clapping in your back garden. Just stay at home, you know, like from now. funny that
1: you say that. Don't clap
0: tonight and then be stood in in Asda this morning getting, you know, a packet of crisps and some Nutella. Do you know, like, you don't need that shit. Stay at home. Like, that's,
1: it's pretty simple. I live in a bungalow. So obviously it tends to be older people. Um, I'm the youngest person in the world that lives in a bungalow. (laughs) um, So mostly old people on my street. And literally, like my neighbours, multiple times a day, they're out. Yeah, they they they're just they're all. I'm watching through the window, and they're all just out and about, and they don't need to. be
2: yeah.
1: it, you know they come back with like you know one bag of stuff between them, and you just think, well, you could have done that in one shopping trip. Like, where are we going out if we need to? Yeah. and we're probably more able to fight this than than they will be. But you know, the, the amount of older people that I'm seeing that are just completely ignoring um, the rules that have been put in place. It, it's ridiculous. It yeah. just seems like it's crazy getting through to some people. And, one thing and I that... think some people are thinking it's the younger people that are not listening, which I think there's an element of younger people not listening because they're feeling a bit invincible and yeah. they don't think they're going to get it. But there's, be, being where I am and seeing how many older people I'm seeing, it, it's scary. Because, yeah. you know, they're not going to fight it. I mean, if they need equipment, somebody is going to make a life or death decision about your life because they're going to they're going to weigh up the value of giving that equipment for you versus somebody that's half your age. And who wants somebody to make a decision like that about whether your, your life is viable? Totally. Or not? I, and,
0: and, I don't want that. No, and another point that my sister made was it's all well, like, so in the media, there's a lot of talk of, you know, New York, Spain, Italy, they're showing all these scenes from hospitals over there. Uh, but obviously, they've not shown yeah. any scenes from British hospitals. So it, yeah. it, it's almost like we, we the, as a, a country, we kind of detached from it. Like we still don't really understand the severity of it. And uh, yeah. my, sis- my sister were like, they need to come to a hospital, a British hospital, and just showcase that. Because that'll make people stay at home. Yeah. You know, like
1: th- I was th- speaking to a friend of mine yesterday, and he works at the hospital. He works at Jimmy's. And, um, and he's not got proper equipment. He's got sort of a face mask and gloves. That's all he's got. And he's in there for hours every day and he's a porter so he's moving people around coming into contact with people and i dread to think you know yeah. he's got a family to support if something happens to him you know what are they going to do and how are we going to look after all our health workers that are, you know that are, that are in, coming in close contact with this stuff every day yeah, it, it,
2: it doesn't it don't bear thinking about does it i mean
1: yeah who- yeah
0: We'll start to wrap it up there because I mean I could have gone on I could go on forever about this. I think you know,
1: there's so there's so much that you know that we could talk that we could talk about really. You know, I mean, you know, again, I think we said before about borrowing money. You know, think carefully if you do borrow things, whether it's through these grants or whether it's yeah. borrowing from creditors. If it's personal debt, make sure that you're not going to these um, subprime lenders or so, you know these payday loans, things like that. You, you know again it might help you in the short term but that's just going to snowball into a much bigger problem Um, make sure that if you are borrowing it's from a legitimate source and yeah. you know you can afford the repayment um but yeah and, and just speaking to you know speaking to whoever you owe money with well, that's a, a, the best advice i can give really um no, I think, know, I and, think and getting I... advice from from free companies um that are out there if um if you do need some further assistance
0: no i think like there's so much valuable information there. Um a lot of, I'm sure people will be sat on making notes and um thank you very much. Honestly that that were, that were incredible. So I'm sure no, that will help you. So no, many you're very well. Just
1: one more thing as well. Right, yeah. I know I've talked a lot about personal debts, but there's business debt lines, so they're a specific debt organization that's for businesses. So I've um, I've posted the number um in the comments for them but you know i know a lot of your listeners they might not necessarily have issues with personal debt yeah. but they might have them in relation to their business so their numbers is 0800 197 6026 and i've checked and the lines are open today and the website you can get advice on the website as well
0: amazing well thank you honestly Brilliant. really thank you very much for uh, for being on the podcast
1: no, you're really welcome, Josh. And you're doing you're doing great work. Thank you for having me on, and you know, thank you for what you're doing because it is just keeping people's spirits up, having something to listen to, and you know, just being able to get a bit of advice that might be useful as well.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you very much for coming on uh, the podcast. Stay in touch, and uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on. We've got three at least three weeks of this, so let's uh, <laughs> let's revisit this before it's all over because um, that, that were really valuable. So thank you very much.
1: Oh, you're welcome. You take care, Josh. You too. See you. Bye. Bye.
0: Right, start so that with Hannah Chadwick on the phone there. Uh, I just want to say, like, um, so Hannah just reached out. She's been watching. So I didn't, I don't know her from before this. Um, She's just been watching the podcast every day and listening and interacting. And um, you know, we've sort of built a relationship there um, out of nothing. And I, I think it just sort of shows the power of of this medium um, of of content. You know, it just helps people see what other people are doing and sort of we're all we are all in this together. Uh, So it's been amazing to speak to Hannah. And obviously she's a really lovely person and she's given out so much valuable information there. Uh, Just, you know, it's something good that's come out of this uh, mess at the moment. So, you know, I suggest that everyone, you know, connect with Hannah. Um, You know, if you want to talk to her personally, I'm sure she'd be more than open to it. Um, And yeah, just, it's just something good that's come out of this. Um, I've got more guests lined up for next week. So I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. Um, We managed to go live every day. Hopefully I added a lot of value to, uh, to the world out there of, of business. And, um, yeah, just enjoy your weekends. Enjoy the, the sunshine that's um, still there. Stay safe. Stay indoors. And uh, I'll be back next week with some more podcasts. But thank you again for those that have interacted in the comments and listened, and those that have uh, listened afterwards on uh, iTunes and Spotify, I really appreciate it. So we will be
2: continuing, and uh, thank you very much.